0: Come in, gather round, settle, settle. Welcome children. My name is John Christopher Kringle. I will be your instructor for the next 12 days, at least part of your instruction. Thank you for all coming to the Data Repository here in the Library Science Wing of the Arkship. Ship. It's a rather curious time of year in which we are exploring some of the ancient traditions and some of the ancient ways and even songs that were created to celebrate what we've now reincarnated as a new season. I know there are many questions you might have, including what is a season, but we're going, to, we're going to explore the territory in a rather uh, analog and rustic way, beginning with the reason why we are celebrating, uh, or rather why these series of lectures are being prepared for you over the next more than a week. Of days, even the concept of days itself seems to have changed in the preceding 900 years or so since we were last terrestrial beings before launching aboard this traveling spaceship. I know some of you still don't really understand what that means, I... I'll leave it to your parents potentially to explain, or perhaps your regular curriculum teachers, but suffice it to say that the standard units which we are using to to mark the passage of time were not once so standard. In fact, a week lasted 12 days long, hence the 12 days of Christmas gifts uh, for the week of Christmas. So all a very rather strange system, but it was a primitive time in ancient days, and even then, even in the lighter days of that particular century, they still held forth some of the ancient customs, uh, just as many of our systems today still, still attach themselves to things that are of no relevance whatsoever to our modern timekeeping or measuring systems. But the 12 days of Christmas in particular uh, begin with the, uh, as the, as the statement goes, a partridge in a pear tree, neither of which we have any regular connection to. You may have heard uh, pear trees in relationship to, say, your computer science studies, but it's not that kind of pear tree. This one, in fact... Is spelled differently. You will refer to your lexicographical uh, indexes. This is a P-E-A-R, tree, referring actually to a species of, of fruiting body. No, not fungi. I see your hand going up, Melvin, in the back. But no, in fact... Um, And not entirely similar to the tree which is now on display in the Arboretum, the newly dedicated biological research section. Now, this was a tree which grew in random locations, apparently. Uh, and was considered to be lucky if you happened to stumble upon it. Hence, when someone gave gave you a pear tree, it was clearly one they had found in the wild in their wanderings cross-country. This is long before the days of flying vehicles or even hovercraft, so most transportation was done on foot over open land. I know, none of you really understand what I mean by that, and even as a historian and studier of languages, I find it difficult to truly understand what outside means, but it is not the treacherous thing that we have come to associate it with here on our spaceship. There, outside, was much like our inside, only larger and more vast, and with uh, ceilings far far in excess of what we would normally imagine plus they orbited a star back in those days and so did not have need for the generation of internal lights as we do i know i know you've studied stars and it seems inconceivable that anyone could stay in an orbit around one let alone uh, come to rely upon its energy and heat but um, They were primitive times, as I suggested. So, on your wanderings across the land, you might run into a wild pear tree, and in so doing find it, chop it down, and take it back to the one you truly loved. Uh, they would then place it in a a, uh, a receptacle inside of their home. Um, this is a uh, smaller rooms inside the grand open expanse of the main hallway. Um, uh, the entire space was one hallway outside. Again, hard to imagine. But they would take this back to their their domicile and once in the receptacle, add water to it. The water was to keep it moisturized so that it would survive for a very long time, thus producing additional pears in the future. Yes, you could actually directly eat the thing which was living. It's barbaric, I understand, but they didn't have synth cubes and most of their most of their waste was not recycled properly, so it was primitive times. Thus, uh, in their home, they would, they would adorn this spectacle and, in fact, elevate it to the status of some sort of house god, I think, I think is the proper term. I know, again, no idea what that particularly means to you, but to me, that was clearly a symbol of uh, ongoing intellectual debate. And uh, once similarly, ad- once adorned in one person's home with uh, items of silver, actual silver, as well as uh, um, items of manufactured, uh, semi-plastic, uh, glitter-covered uh, spheres which had no real significance aside from potentially having been manufactured under the direction of someone specific to you. Uh, And on top, an an effigy of the actual sun they orbited placed on top. Uh, I'm not sure, and, and scholars do debate exactly what the... The significance of this was, I suspected it was a representation of the gravitic constant in some way, and how it was connected to the mass of the Sun with the pairs somehow representing uh, planetary orbits, but um, I've had some debate on on that, and I, I, I haven't published a scholarly paper in that direction for quite some time. And nonetheless, uh, these would be in the true love's homes as a, a way of cementing a, a presence within their home. Uh, This is long before the days of email, which is what's used today to similarly invade someone else's space. Uh, And the other element of this is also uh, something which is very difficult to imagine. But suppose there were very small humanoid creatures that instead of covered with clothing, were instead covered by, well, essentially um, hair. Uh, hair of very strange short, more rigid than ours is typically, uh, uh, or at least having spines in them uh, with uh, less rigid hairs coming off of them. And then you would have a set of those. Uh, these were, of course, the partridges. Um, not really sure what kind of a mythological creature was meant to represent. Perhaps it was meant to be the primitive form of humankind, or, or, or maybe some other um, element of of uh, of metaphor, um, such as uh, the 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 collapse of pure reason. It's again up to several debates. Uh, this is, of course, only the first. Um, first verse in this oft-repeated mantra, which people would return to every year. So we'll, we'll touch on the second verse of this mantra tomorrow. But remember for this first day, it was a, um, a semi-living creature icon that would be placed in a person's home, and within that, a, uh, a humanoid covered in spines and hair as the token of love. You know, when it put it that way, it sounds quite ghastly. Nonetheless, uh, we will continue with the rest of the lessons tomorrow, uh, and you'll have uh, um, uh, maybe a better appreciation for where our primitive peoples were and how lucky we are not to be uh, them, and how over the last 900 years, um, we had probably eliminated a lot of these traditions uh, simply um, out of necessity and, and perhaps out of pure um, pure joy, really. But uh, some of them are returning, so it's it's necessary to revisit some of these historical things, lest they be taken out of context and potentially turned into a complete misunderstanding. Nonetheless, that's the lesson for the day. We'll speak again tomorrow on the second day of Christmas.